European Heart Journal Case Reports 2022. I'm Sophia Patak, podcast editor. Today I'll be talking about a case report by Nelson Liu, Denise Wery, Michael Chapman, Mohammed Morshed, Momar Dao, and Yastan Mizanajad from the University of British Columbia, Vancouver, Canada, titled Successful Treatment of Suspected Early Form of Chronic Chagas Cardiomyopathy, a case report. Chagas disease is an infectious disease caused by the parasite Trypanosoma cruzi that was first discovered and described by the Brazilian physician Carlos Chagas in 1909. It is common in South America, Central America and Mexico. The infection is transmitted by triatomic insects during blood feeding on the human host and when the infected faeces of the vector are deposited during the blood meal, it causes acute as well as chronic infections. It is important to treat the acute infection which focuses on killing the parasite. Once the chronic phase develops, the treatment is mainly managing signs and symptoms as it is no longer than possible to kill the parasite. In around 95% of the cases, the patient is asymptomatic in acute phase. In the symptomatic cases, the clinical manifestations are fever, malaise, muscle and joint pains, cramps and diarrhea, edema, respiratory disturbances, cyanosis and coma. Chronic Chagas disease mostly affects the heart and the digestive tract. Cardiovascular presentation in patients include arrhythmia and congestive heart failure. Approximately 20-40% to of the patients infected with Trypanosoma cruzi develop Chagas cardiomyopathy, thus making it the most common parasitic cause of cardiomyopathy in America. This case report presented a confirmed case of Chagas disease presenting with early cardiomyopathy who demonstrated significant clinical response to treatment with benzonidazole due to timely diagnosis and treatment. A 75-year-old lady presented with symptoms of shortness of breath, orthopnea and syncopal episodes over a preceding month. She was an expat who had recently returned from her home country, El Salvador, to a local hospital in Canada. Her comorbidities were hypertension, type 2 diabetes and chronic kidney disease. Her drug history included metformin 1 gram twice daily, glycoside 30 mg once daily, linagliptin 2.5 mg twice daily. On examination, she was apyrexial, her blood pressure was 103 over 73 mm of mercury, she was tachycardic with a heart rate of 138 beats per minute, and she was saturating 97% on room air. Her 12 lead ECG showed a new atrial fibrillation with left anterior fascicular block and a prolonged QTC of 512 milliseconds. Blood tests showed a raised NT pro BNP of 15,600, normal being less than 125 nanograms per litre, and a mildly raised high sensitive troponin of 21 nanograms per litre, normal value being less than 15, and an enlarged cardiac silhouette on chest x-ray all suggesting congestive heart failure. Transthoracic echocardiogram revealed a severely impaired left ventricular function with LV ejection fraction of 15 to 20% with severe global hypokinesia and LV end diastolic diameter of 50 mm and a mild to moderate pericardial effusion. No significant valvular disease was found. The patient underwent a transesophageal echo which ruled out thrombus and so the patient had DC cardioversion to restore sinus rhythm. This improved the LV function to 35%. Unfortunately, she developed cardiogenic shock with ongoing volume overload for which she was treated with IV diuretics such as furosemide 40mg twice daily and inotropes such as milirinone 0.35 micrograms per kilograms per minute uptitrated for 3 days. 
Myocardial perfusion imaging did not show any reversible ischemia and a sustained LV function of 30-35%. She was able to wean off inotropes and discharged home on metoprolol 25mg twice daily, amiodarone 200mg once daily, nitroglycerin patch, hydralazine 100mg three times a day, and fruzomide 20mg once daily. Even though she was reverted to sinus rhythm with DC cardioversion, given her CHADS2 score of 4, she was started on anticoagulation with the Pixaban. Angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors, or angiotensin-2 receptor blockers, were not initiated due to low kidney function. Blood tests for non-ischemic cardiomyopathy revealed a normal thyroid function, ferritin, serum and urine electrophoresis. However, serology was positive for Trypanosoma cruzi IgG antibody by ELISA IgG and confirmed by an immunoblot assay. She represented three weeks later with symptomatic congestive heart failure and suspected pneumonia. ECG this time revealed atrial flutter which self-reverted to sinus rhythm. She clinically improved with diuresis and antibiotics and was discharged home. However, as she got home, she had syncope and returned to ED the same day with bradycardia on arrival with a heart rate of 37 beats per minute, which progressed to conscious polymorphic VT. She was found to have a low potassium of 2.4 and a low end of normal magnesium of 0.8 and a prolonged QTC of 662 milliseconds. She had potassium and magnesium supplements and three shocks for recurrent VT, although she did not require CPR. Transthoracic echo showed LV function of 25-30% to with a moderate circumferential pericardial effusion without tamponade. She had CRTD implanted prior to discharge given her recurrent BT, reduced LV function and widened QRS. Cardiac ablation was considered but not deemed appropriate given her advanced age. After MDT discussion between the infectious diseases and cardiology teams, it was concluded that the impaired LV function was likely due to atrial fibrillation or flutter, but the global hypokinesia and upper limit of normal left ventricular end diastolic diameter was all in keeping with Chagas cardiomyopathy. Cardiac MRI was not performed due to low renal function and a long waiting list. The team started treatment of Chagas disease with benzonidazole, the primary anti-trypanosomal agent approved in Canada. The treatment was started eight weeks later after the medication was available. The patient remained stable with NYHA class 2 when seen in clinic a month later. She received benzlidazole 150mg twice daily for 60 days. She tolerated the medication without any adverse effects. Her symptoms improved significantly after completion of therapy with baseline NYHA class 1 symptoms with no further syncope or CRTD shocks. She continued the rest of her medications Repeat transthoracic echo several weeks later showed improved LV function of 45 to 50% with regression towards mild hypokinesia, and 12 months later the LV function had normalised with normalisation of global function. The patient had ongoing follow up with cardiology and infectious disease services. Chagas cardiomyopathy has poor prognosis compared to other forms of cardiomyopathies, although more prevalent in Central and South America. The pathogenesis, diagnosis and management is important as a large migrant population from prevalent areas are seen around the world including Europe. According to a systematic review, 4.3% of Latin Americans living in Europe are chronically infected with Chagas disease. Rassi et al. developed and validated a risk score for predicting death in patients that he followed for a mean of 7.9 years, 
The independent prognostic factors identified included NYHA class 3 or 4, which received 5 points, cardiomyopathy on chest x-ray, which received 5 points, segmental or local wall motion on echo, which received 3 points, non-sustained VT on Holter monitoring, which also received 3 points, low QRS voltage received 2 points, and being male sex received 2 points. Three risk groups were defined and classified as low risk group, which was 0 to 6 points, intermediate risk, which was 7 to 11 points, and a high risk, which was 12 to 20 points. The 10-year mortality rates for these three groups were 10%, 44%, and 84% respectively. The pharmacological treatment for Chagas disease available are two antiparasitic drugs, which are the benzonidazole and nifertimox. Treatment is most effective in acute phase of the disease. Similar to ventricular dysfunction in congestive heart failure of other etiologies, ACE inhibitors or angiotensin II receptor blockers, beta blockers and diuretics are recommended to reduce mortality and morbidity. Although no large studies are available to demonstrate changes in mortality in Chagas cardiomyopathy, ACE inhibitors or angiotensin II receptor blockers are considered treatment class 1 in Chagas patients with LV function of less than 45%, and spironolactone or epilerinone is indicated when LV function is less than 35% and YHA of class 3 or 4. Beta blockers are a class 1 indication for treatment in patients with Chagas disease and systolic dysfunction, even though the evidence is weak with no large trial data. CRT is an established therapeutic modality in patients with LV function of less than or equal to 35% on optimal medical management of heart failure and left bundle branch block with white QRS of greater than 150. This is a class 1 indication according to the ESE. The indication and usefulness of CRT in Chagas disease is limited and is offered in patients who meet the CRT criteria in other causes of cardiomyopathy. Heart transplant indications in Chagas disease patients are also similar to non-disease patients with comparable short-term results. The reactivation of the infection varies from 27 to 90% but can be treated. This case report emphasises the importance of timely diagnosis and shared decision-making in treating suspected early forms of Chagas cardiomyopathy. Ideally, the best time to initiate treatment is in the acute phase prior to any organ involvement. However, once cardiac involvement is identified, it is crucial to further stratify patients into early versus advanced cardiomyopathy and initiate treatment with benzonidazole if the patient has early cardiomyopathy. MDT approach to care is important and should include cardiologists, microbiologists and infectious disease specialists for optimal selection of patients for treatment and ongoing follow-up. Better quality research and larger studies are needed to provide appropriate treatment and long-term effects on morbidity and mortality. The author suggests the following learning points. Chagas disease is the most common parasitic cause of non-ischemic cardiomyopathy in the Americans, yet diagnosis and management can be challenging. A multidisciplinary approach involving cardiologists, infectious disease specialists and clinical microbiologists is recommended for diagnosis of early Chagas cardiomyopathy and potential treatment with benzonidazole. Benzonidazole should be considered for symptomatic patients with suspected early Chagas cardiomyopathy as this presents the opportune timing to derive benefit and may prevent further cardiovascular-related hospitalisation as well as avoid end-stage cardiomyopathy that would require heart transplantation. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case report for us. 
and thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcast. References and original case reports are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash ehjcr for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirt.